tuned in to the Community Cats Podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats Podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved with helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. And today we are speaking with Chris Roy. Chris is a technology guy in his day job and the founder of Dubert.com during his nights and weekends. Dubert was, of course, named after Dubert the cat and is the only animal rescue software that manages transports, fostering, supply and demand, and now case management. With advanced features like two-way text messaging, automatic workflows, and even a mobile app that allows you, that makes it easy for you to upload videos of animals to your Dubert account, Chris continues to innovate and bring critical solutions to shelters, rescues, and other animal rescuers across the country. Chris has a big vision for how technology can help more animals. He currently lives up in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and has five cats, Gracie, Squeak, Grem, Ash, and Naughty Ember. Chris, did I say that right? Is it Grem? Uh, Gremmy. Remy. Yeah, Sorry she's kind of like a little gremlin, you know, when she snores when she's sleeping. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent, excellent. Well, thanks again for joining us today. For folks that might have been longtime listeners. I believe it's been a few years since we've had you on the podcast. And so we you know we thought it would be good just to touch base. We're going to do this special episode. It's an extra release that we're going to be doing in August. And, you know, first and foremost, so tell us what's going on at Dubert. <laughs> I wish I could say nothing, right? But no, <laughs> there's so much going on. I mean, it's first of all, thanks for having me back. I know, like you said, it's been a couple of years. I mean, I feel like we we talk and I've been on some of the different, you know, events and things like that. Um, but to come back on the podcast is always fun to come back with you. So, you know, I'll sum it up. I mean, everybody knows Dubert is the only software that manages transport, right? So both the rescue relays, the local rides, even the high volume stuff. Uh, when COVID hit, so even now a couple of years ago, we launched our foster space module, which is really about foster engagement. So this is where you get into the two-way text messaging and fosters can open up tickets. And, and we created a kind of like Instagram style pages that fosters can add photos and videos and all those other kinds of things to really help you as an advocate, right, for these animals to get them adopted. So foster space seems like it was so long ago, but it was only two years ago that we launched that. Um, so that's brand new. If you haven't checked that out, you're definitely going to want to go check that out. Then we worked with Dallas Pets Alive and Spay and Neuter Network and built the case management module. And so we launched that just uh, about the first of this year. So in 2022, um, and this is another one of those really super cool things. So you can manage all sorts of different types of cases. You can send and receive text messages. So we're the only platform out there that does that within the animal rescue space. You can send emails, they can reply to your emails. We really wanted to make it so that every organization, regardless of the types of cases you're managing, so it could be you're fielding calls on uh, loose cats, right? You're trying to track TNR colonies. It could be people that need assistance or spay and neuter or owner surrender or whatever it is. The example we always used when we were building this was, how could you be an adoption agency and use case management? And how could you be Fences for FIDO and use case management, right? Two totally different organizations. 
So there's so much functionality in there. Um, there's automatic case follow-ups. You can create your own little workflows. The system will follow up and text them and email them. Just lots of really cool stuff. You know me, I get all geeked out on the technology front. So definitely, if you haven't checked out CCM, just go to dubert.com slash CCM and uh, check that out as well. So just, you know, a couple of things since I've been on the show the last time. So I'm going to ask you, because a lot of folks that are out there listening to this podcast are, are folks that are, you know, just trying to help a couple of cats in their backyard. They're just trying to make a difference for the cats. They're not necessarily part of an organization. They're just trying to do the right thing for those cats yep. in, in their, their community. So what exactly does case management mean? Yeah. So case management, think about it as every, that's why it's so hard is it can be such a generic term. So if you were trying to help cats, if you were trying to say track where the colonies were, right? If you were trying, maybe you're fielding calls from people via the website, contact us form. If every one of those was a case, what a lot of organizations do is they just put it in a Google sheet, right? And they kind of keep track of it in a Google sheet. Well, the downside of that is it's really, it makes it hard to actually do anything with that information, to be able to report on it, to follow up on it. You're using your own phone to send and receive text messages and emails and all those other kinds of things. So a case management software like what we've built allows you to you create a new case. And instead of putting it in a Google sheet, you can enter in the information of the person that's calling or, or responding via the website into the, uh, into the software. And then the cool part is you can actually click a little button and view all your cases on a map, for example. So if you were fielding calls from people that were were reporting feral cats and you kind of wanted to see where are all the calls coming from, if you put in their address, right, then when you map these cases, you can see on a map where they all are and start to really hone in on where the colonies might be. Um, so it's really, case management is really designed for tracking information, right? And then we built in those communication tools, the sending and receiving text messages and emails and automatic workflows for those organizations that do need to talk with clients, right? So if you're um, an independent uh, TNR person, you probably don't need some of those features, but you certainly can still use this to keep track of, you know, we trapped this many cats here and that many cats there. So it gives you, think of it like a record keeping system. Uh, th then you can, of course, you know, export it out into Excel or something like that if you want to be able to give somebody a report on it. So it's a little bit more of an automated way with some more advanced functionality, depending on what you're trying to do. So I've heard a lot of different stories, especially with the stress of summertime and kittens and intakes and managed admissions and limited admission or limited intake. There's a lot of this pressure. And then if you're at a, a shelter that has a spay neuter clinic, but the veterinarian's not there anymore, or it's had to go on hiatus or the staffing has dropped. So you can only do X amount of cats and get X amount of cats spayed and neutered. With that being said, this does this case management module work sort of like if say somebody calls me and says, I have a litter of kittens. I don't have any room for the kittens. If I say, I'm really sorry, we don't have room for the kittens, maybe try X, Y, or Z. Can that become a case? And then I can follow up afterwards to see what happened to those cats. Yeah. So the cool part about this, as you know, with Dubert, I mean, we support many different organizations. And when we, when organizations are working together, we call it a coalition, right? So a coalition can be, you know, two or more organizations that are working together in some way. So what we would do in that case, right, you might take the case and be like, hey, I can't help you with this particular thing, but let me transfer the case to this organization, 
right? And so now we have two cases, one in your organization in Dubert and the other in the other one, and we're linking the two together. So what we're trying to do is to really encourage groups of different types of organizations to work together in their community. Some organizations focus on spay and neuter, some on vaccination, some on trapping, right? But if they all had one system that they're all in, they can now be transferring cases between one another. Um, we built a complete rehoming solution into this. So if, the, if you are the organization that's managing, say, uh, adoptions or, or owner surrenders, really, and somebody says, you know, hey, I want to surrender my dog, and you say, hey, or, you know, are you willing to have the dog rehomed, right? Can we publish this? We've built an entire rehoming solution into this. So now it will publicly list the animal on the Dubert page. And when somebody clicks to inquire, it shares the information on the client with that person that's inquiring, right? To, to make it less work on the organizations in the middle. So to your point, Stacey, I mean, there's lots of different ways that you can kind of configure this and, and use this depending on what you're trying to do. Yeah, no, that sounds fantastic. So kind of went down the down the road there and went a little deeper dive on the case management. But I just feel like it's just so fascinating, all the different aspects of the things that we do. But how do how do all those tools in our toolkit interrelate with one another and partner and collaborate so we aren't duplicating efforts? So it sounds like that case management mo module really helps with regards to that. So you're a problem solver, Chris. What was the next problem that you saw looking forward during the course of this year that you felt you needed to create another module or another component of Dubert? Well, you know me, I never sit still, right? Um, <laughs> and I'm always thinking, and I would say, I mean, from the beginning, from eight years ago, one of the biggest problems I've always seen in any animal rescue related organization is how do they establish recurring revenue, right? In the form of donations, in the form of, you know, how do you keep that money coming in? Because I don't think I've talked to an organization that says, no, no, we're good. We got plenty of funding. We don't, you know, we don't need any sources of revenue. And so this has always been a challenge to me to say, well, how do we, how do we give the tools to these organizations so that they are operating like a business, right? Even though they're a non-for-profit, there still needs to be revenue that's coming in. And certainly nobody needs my help doing donations. There's tons of donation platforms out there uh, that you can get, but I really wanted to come up with a better way that, you know, the ordinary people in our communities that want to support us, that may not be able to volunteer in person, maybe they can't help with trapping or transport or all those other things. How do we engage them, right? How do we allow them to do what they normally do, just buy food for their pets and yet end up being able to help us out? So, so yes, I decided that we're going to create something new. And so we just launched a program called Dubert Forward. And the, the basic premise behind this is if people buy their pet food through Dubert, Dubert will now pay 5% of their order to the rescuer shelter of their choice. So if Stacy, the person is, is shopping for her animals and come to Dubert, right? We got all the same brands and everything else that Chewy and those guys have. And just like on Amazon Smile, but Amazon Smile pays one half of 1%, right? So Stacy spends $50, the organization gets 25 cents. If Stacy spends $50 on Dubert, that organization is going to get $2.50, right? Very big difference. And our goal is to do exactly like the name is saying, to pay it forward, to allow Stacy to support her local organization of her choice. That was something that was really important to me because there's lots of brands that say we support rescues and shelters, 
but I want to make sure that the people that are buying can support the rescue and shelter in their community, the one that they want to work with. So the, um, the system is all configured. You shop and it says, great, who do you want to support? You find the name of the organization you want to support. Um, and then Duber, we will send them a PayPal, right? All we need is their PayPal email and we will send them 5% of your order total just because you're ordering on Duber. Same stuff you get, gets shipped to you the same way as Chewy and anybody else. Uh, but this way we're paying it forward and hopefully giving that recurring revenue to our rescues and shelters. Wow, that sounds fantastic, actually. It's wonderful. With the folks that do sign up with the nonprofit, does that organization get the names of those people or is that still kept internally in the system? I, I believe with Amazon Smile, there's no connection, like no bonding connection there. Yeah, great point. Right now, no, but my goal is absolutely to build that in, right? So I'm just launching this. I want to kind of see how this works. I want to see if we can really help. Um, but then absolutely my goal is to build that in because to your point, these are, you know, it's not about Duber. These are people that want to support their local rescue or shelter, the people doing the hard work. Um, and I want to be really clear, by the way, rescue, shelter, friends of shelter, TNR organization, transport organization, like anybody that's animal uh, related. If you're, if you're an organization, all you have to do is just be on Dubert and it's free. They can sign up on, on Dubert and the system walks them through. But as an organization, then we're happy to have you listed on there and allow you to get the money paid forward to you. So my goal is absolutely to get it to the point that'll be like the next version, version two, where we get into providing that donor information so that you can now continue to maintain contact and, and appreciate that uh, person for supporting your mission. With the holidays right around the corner, curl up with a furry friend and a copy of the new book, How Snowball Stole Christmas by Kristen McKenna. The adorably funny brand new novel featuring one very opinionated, very beautiful matchmaking cat named Snowball. The story is as cute as the cover. It's the perfect stocking stuffer. Clever scallywag of a cute as a button cat residing in a small town, Victorian B&B, and matchmaking on the down low, bringing two hearts together, all wrapped up like a pretty Christmas bow on a creamy white cat named Snowball. There's no end to the way Snowball can drum up trouble to bring two people together who start out despising each other. This floof will stop at nothing to make the perfect holiday match for her resident humans, even if it means being a little more naughty than nice. Just in time for the holidays, How Snowball Stole Christmas from Kensington Books is available everywhere books are sold. It's a great read. <coughs> Team Dubert is at it again, and now they have an amazing companion case management module that once again revolutionizes how you rescue animals. Dubert partnered with Dallas Pets Alive and the Spay Neuter Network to build a powerful solution that allows you to manage cases of any kind. Whether owner surrender calls or emails, community cat tracking and reporting, Dubert is the only system that integrates two-way text messaging, automatic follow-ups, and even a rehoming solution that every organization can use. No more trying to manage 10 different technologies when everything is all in one place and tightly integrated. From fostering to transport, fundraising to e-commerce, supply and demand to case management, Dubert has everything you need to streamline your operations so you can focus on saving more animals. Check out the new companion case management module at www.dubert.com CCM and get signed up today. Ever wanted to quickly connect, collaborate, or problem solve with others in the animal welfare field who are, you know, real people? Look no further than Maddie's Pet Forum. 
Maddie's Pet Forum brings people of animal welfare together with the common goal to keep more people and pets together. We share ideas, expertise, offer each other support, resources, and more. Visit forum.maddiespetforum.org slash cats. Maddie's Pet Forum, come for an answer, stay for the community. So you use the word organization. Does that mean it has to be a nonprofit 501c3 organization or can it be a municipality or it has to be an individual or, you know, what's the what's the legal entity? It has to be. Right. Yeah. So you don't have to be a a 501c3. You can be municipal, if I can say the word. Um, As I said, you, you know, different types of organizations, friends of, you know, transport orgs, et cetera. The, but the only thing is, what you got to understand is on Dubert, we do get a lot of people that try to, let's just say, circumvent the rules, right? So Dubert has been always about transport for rescue animals, dogs, cats, you know, all sorts of other types of animals. But sometimes people want to transport their own pet. So what they do is they create a fake organization. So we actually are the only ones out there that has a full verification process on organization accounts. But what that means is that we just need to be able to establish that you are a legitimate animal rescue, animal-related organization, right? So I don't need you to be, you know, an official 501c3 with IRS paperwork, but I need to be able to differentiate you from somebody that's just trying to game the system. So we do that due diligence. So anytime there's ever a concern with an organization, the team, my team forwards it to me for kind of final approval. So I guess what I would say to you is if there's somebody that is doing TNR work and they're like, but we're not an official, like really big organization, we're probably not going to find a lot, right? When we go to look you up, but in the application process, I mean, you can say, Hey, here's who we are. We just got started, et cetera. Um, And then what I'm more than willing to do is kind of put them on a, call it a probation, if you will, just so we can make sure Uh, we, we check all of the social media of, of organizations. We check, you know, all the different databases, the system automatically does nearby reference checking. So whenever a new organization applies, the system automatically emails every other Dubert organization within 25 miles to ask for feedback. So all of these things are designed so that we can make sure that the organizations that we list on Dubert are legitimately focused on the mission, right? On, on trying to help animals. And I, I use that loosely to say help animals because there's so many different ways. And we've obviously expanded our focus over the years as well. So as long as you are positively impacting the lives of animals and trying to do things, everything from TNR to transport to fostering, et cetera, um, I, I will give you lots of flexibility if you can prove to me that uh, you know, you're legitimately trying to, to do that and not just gaming the system. Right. And, you know, we do have there quite a bit of folks out there that are trapping hundreds of cats a year. Um, and I do get emails weekly saying, you know, why are you not helping the individual? You know, why I can't get food to feed my colonies. I mean, it's hard enough to find the food in the first place, but then sure. it is to also to buy the food as well as to be able to afford the vet care and get the vet appointments. There's just a lot of challenges going on right now. So that's just it's a food for thought, you know, item, you know, going forward for sure for the individuals who are out there just trying to do their best efforts for the cats out there. I want to switch to the food a little bit. So you talked about yeah. same food that chewy. So what is it? What are the kinds of foods or what is, you know, available out there? Is it pretty much anything and everything prescription diets? Or if you have a prescription, can you get prescription diets through this? Or is it more generic? 
Yeah, it's probably more generic. I mean, our, our distributor, I mean, they, there's literally hundreds of, of brands out there. I, if there's a brand or a, you know, a line of products that you don't find, just send us a note. I'm happy to go investigate and contact them and try and get them you know, into the program. Because as you can imagine, I mean, Chewy is a much bigger company, right? They have very deep pockets. They, you know, spent billions of dollars literally um, during the course of the pandemic advertising and all those other things. So they're probably going to have more, um, more brands, but I think you'd be surprised. It's not like we just have one or two brands. There's literally hundreds, um, hundreds of different brands that we can access through our distributor. And so all that's automatically pulled into our shopping platform. So you can go take a look out there. And I'm sure that one of the questions that everybody's going to ask is, well, wait a minute, how are you guys priced, right, as compared to the other one? So as you can imagine, pricing is a whole complex world, right, that just makes your head hurt. So here, here's what I'm offering, right? If you come to Dubert, go check it out, go check out our store. If you find the products that you want and were more expensive than Chewy, just message me and I'll match Chewy's price, right? Because I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity to you know, get the kind of food that you want at a competitive price. You know, I've got to make sure that we're complying with stuff and all that. And we may not be able to match it every single time, but I'm pretty darn sure that every, everybody that's going to message us, we're going to be able to match that price and make it worthwhile. And we're still going to pay the 5% forward, right? Regardless of that, because my belief is that that's, that's what we're here for, right? We're trying to bring that recurring revenue to those organizations and support them. So buy it through Dubert and not through Chewy and, you know, we're going to pay 5%. Super. Excellent. Well, it sounds like a great program. Let's uh, walk me through. I've signed up. I've now become part of the Dubert Forward team. I assume at that point you send us stuff that we would then put into our social networks and get out into our community to encourage folks to sign up to support our, our organization. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'm sure people are wondering, well, what, what's required, right? So what do I have to do to be listed? So you got to be on Dubert, right? Because we got to have all that information. So if you your organization doesn't exist on Dubert, just go sign up. It's free. Like I said, we're not charging you to sign up. We're not charging you to be a part of the program. The only other thing we need is your PayPal email, right? So, pay, you know, there's an email address and that's what we use to actually send you the, the money. So the great thing is you don't have to be you don't have to do anything, right? That was my goal in this is to make it as flexible and as easy as possible for any type of organization. Just go through the Dubert process, get set up, that's it. And then we'll start sending money once people start um, doing that. The second part of it, like you said, Stacey, is now we're going to start creating assets and things like that. So we'll have a Dubert Forward logo and you know some social media posts and things like that that we're more than happy to send you. Um, certainly you can share the ones that we're already going to, post out there to just encourage your adopters, your fosters, your just your community. Just like people do when they're advertising something like an Amazon Smile, do the same thing, right? So if they buy their food through us and just designate you, then we're going to pay you, you know, the 5% um, on the order every single time. This isn't, you know, net profits or anything like that. That's 5% at the top line. So it should be super, super easy and super easy for you to let your community know. Excellent. Excellent. Is there anything else that you think folks would want to know about Dubert Forward before we start talking about what's next on your list? <laughs> next on my list. Um, no, I think, you know, really, I'd love to get feedback. I'd love people to go try it out, you know, give a, go out there, play around the store, you know, click around, 
understand if there's ideas that people have, if there's ways, like I said, if there's product lines that we can't, that we're not currently listing, let us know. I want to match the price, right? So if you find a price and you say, hey, this is the food I buy for my pets. Um, here's what Chewy's doing. Let me know. I'll, I'll match the price so that we can make it really easy. Um, our goal is to pay it forward and to, to make sure that um, the local rescue shelter organizations, friends of shelter, transport, TNR, all those different groups are benefiting from the relationships that they have and the good work that they're doing in the community. So please give it a shot. Give me feedback. You know, Stacey, I always love it when people give me feedback, even if it's something's broken or not working or, you know, can we get this or that? That's how we continue to make, you know, new and amazing things. So again, it's been a while since we've had you on the show. It's been over a couple of years. How has the pandemic impacted Dubert? And what do you think's going on with animal welfare going forward here? Yeah, a lot of stuff to talk about there. So, you know, the quick 30 seconds, I mean, when the pandemic hit in, what was it, March of 2020, still seems like forever ago, like a lot of other things, and we were all trying to figure out what was going on. So pretty much all of the transports kind of came to a screeching halt. People were not sure, or were they allowed to travel state to state and meeting and all that other kind of stuff. I think we've moved way past that. So we've seen the transports, you know, it took a little while, it took about six months before the transports kind of came back to normal. But now we're still seeing lots of transports, you know, dogs and cats. The cats part really warms my heart. I never thought we'd see the day that people are, are transporting cats. And yet uh, there is a, a supply and demand need, if you will, for us to get these animals moved around. So I, I see lots of that happening. I think fostering really moved to the center stage, right, with COVID, when a lot of organizations had to shut their doors or move to, you know, limited hours or intake or things like that. It encouraged a lot of organizations that may not have had a foster program to look at establishing one. So I think we're seeing a lot more use of, of foster space, a lot more use of organizations that are really seeing fosters as as an opportunity to expand uh, the services, right? If you don't have all the animals in one place and they're you know, distributed in foster homes, what can you do now with that staff? What can you do with all those additional resources? So I think that to me is something that's changed and I don't see it going backwards. I don't hear people saying, let's just forget about that foster program now, let's just go back to you know, every animal here. So I think there's a lot of organizations that are trying to figure out what the right go forward model is. The, the same conversations on supply and demand and, and you know animals in the wrong locations, right? Too many over here and not enough over there. Those conversations are still happening. And as things start to open up, I think there's organizations that are starting to, again, try and figure out like what, what's the model that they wanna do to serve the needs in their community. So to me, what I really, when I talk to organizations, I really encourage them to use this as an inflection point, right? Use this as an opportunity to think about how you, you exist to help animals and to serve your community. I mean, as you know, Stacey, the, the needs vary by state to state, by county to county, city to city. It's not the exact same. Yeah, there's a lot of commonality, but then there's a lot of nuance and differences in different places. So using this opportunity to, to say, what, what should our mission be? How do we serve the community? How do we take care of animals? How do we work with other organizations? I'm seeing a lot more organizations kind of banding together in coalitions and saying, all right, you guys focus on this aspect. 
we're going to focus on this aspect. So we're not all trying to provide all the same services to the community. Um, so a lot more of those conversations going on. I see, I think that's going to be a trend. I hope that's going to be a trend where we're realizing that, you know, our, our shelters and our rescues, they're, they're pillars in the community. They, they are established parts of the community and people know um, that they're there to help. So how do we continue to morph and evolve uh, the services and the kinds of things that they're doing um, to help animals and as, as I always say, to help animals and the people that love them? Yeah, it's interesting to see how things are, are changing and taking shape. Chris, if folks are interested in uh, Dubert Forward or just Dubert in general, how would they do that? Pretty easy. Just go to www.dubert.com, D-O-O-B-E-R-T, dubert.com. And we've got all the information out there. So you can check out the Dubert Forward program. You can sign up as a volunteer or a Duberteer, as we like to call them. You can sign up as an organization. Um, you can learn about our CCM module, Transport Foster, all that kind of stuff is out there. We love to hear from people. So we've got a nice chat bubble. If you want to chat with us or send us an email, if you've got a question, you want to demo, whatever it is, we do our best to try and serve the, the rescues and shelters and friends and all those other groups that are doing amazing work. Excellent. Uh, Chris, is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we close out today? No, I think the only thing I will say, Stacey, is keep imagining, right? As you know, I love a good challenge. I love when people say, well, couldn't we do this or couldn't we do that? And how do we use technology in creative ways to really help? Technology needs to be an enabler. It's not going to be the only solution, but if we can make all of the rescuers more efficient, then I think they're going to focus on saving more animals. So if you've got an idea for something, just send me an email, Chris at Dubert, and I'm more than happy to entertain new and crazy ideas. And then I can come back on the Community Cats podcast and talk about them. Sounds great. Chris, thanks so much for joining me today and for being a guest on the show. And I hope we'll have you on again in the future. All right. Thanks, Stacey. That's it for this week. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. We love to hear what you think. And a five-star review really helps others find the show. You can also join the conversation with listeners, cat caretakers, and me on Facebook and Instagram. And don't forget to hit follow or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single show. Thanks for listening, and thank you for everything that you do to help create a safe and healthy world for cats. Wow.